you're listening to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Welcome back to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast, the podcast where we explore the past, understand the present, and dream of the future. Today on the podcast, we have Cynthia Taylor. So I feel like this is a long-time listener, first-time caller situation. Well, that's fun, yeah. <laughs> so then you kind of know how it goes. So can you start yeah. by telling me who you are and what you do? Yeah, so I'm Cynthia Taylor, and I am a little bit of everything, but I guess to make money, I may, I teach um, at Downport West High School. Awesome. And so what years were you involved in junior theater, and what was it like then? Yes. So this question made me realize that this is uh, 30 years ago. I started when I was seven. So that would have been 1990, 1991. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I realized that was 30 years ago and I kind of <laughs> felt old. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, when I started as a kid, it, you know, it was that the, that that kind of great, not really great, but like that area time when um, Mary was leaving and Bonnie was taking over. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't really know Mary at all, but I I saw her around, but I didn't I didn't really know her. Um, and I was a kid too, so you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was uh it was fun. It was a good time. Um, I remember as a kid, just I looked forward to classes. I also did the dance program back mm-hmm. then. For a little while so um all I really remember about it from the 90s is that it was just fun it was such a fun time it was a good time um and then you know and I got older and joined the staff so I was super cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, uh yeah it was just it was just fun that was my biggest memory from a kid is this a place I could go and be a kid mm-hmm. So what was the transition like from student to junior staffer? I got to be one of the cool kids. (laughs) Um, And it helps that I was already volunteering. Mm -hmm. So the transition itself wasn't unusual because I'd I'd been doing most of it already. And now they wanted to pay me for it. And I was like, yeah, awesome. Um, And so it slowly became something I did a couple times a week to something I did every night. You know, Mm -hmm. I went to school. We all piled in the car and we drove to junior theater to work. That's what we did. Uh, and um, so, yeah, it became more of a everyday thing. Which um, did do you have a specific position as a junior staffer? So back then we kind of did it all. Mm-hmm. Um, I did teach. I taught some classes, uh, three and four year olds. When I was like 16, I did the, the younger kids. And then as I got older, I taught a little older. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so I did teach classes, but if you weren't teaching, you were running the desk, you were working in props, you were, you know, gathering costumes, you were doing what needed to be done at that time. So, um, we, we really were able to experience it all. That's awesome. Yeah. Now it's a little bit different. I think people have specific areas that are their area. Yeah. Which I think is great because, you know, I remember, I know me when I was a kid and we were there, if there wasn't something specific to get done, we were all friends. Right. <laughs> so it, it, uh, it made for some, you know, times where we would just hang out as well. Right. So after you graduated junior theater, uh, where did life take you and how would you say that past 
if it was inspired by junior theater? Yeah, my life went a little um, crazy, I guess you could say. So I ended up getting accepted to the American Musical and Dramatic Academy um, right out of high school. And I, uh, when I, you know, was applying for high schools, my main goal was to, to get out of the Quad Cities. I felt like I needed a break. And that's exactly what I did. I applied for two colleges and I got into AMDA. Well, I got into the other one too, but I didn't go. So <laughs> um, I went to AMDA in New York. I started in New York City. And um, junior theater definitely inspired it because I did high school theater, but I did more of the um, like background stuff. I didn't really act at all, you know? So I did most of my acting at junior theater. So it definitely, you know, was a reason why I even thought I could do it in the first place. I was honestly floored when I got accepted. I went and auditioned because junior theater gave me the uh, confidence to say, why not? Like, what's the worst they could do? You know, they could tell me, no, okay, then I'll just go to the other school, <laughs> you know? Um, and we made a whole trip out of it to Chicago and stuff. So the audition I, I felt went well, but I was, I was uh, confident enough not to care if I got in or not. So when I got in, I was like, oh, I can do anything in life. Look at me. <laughs> um, and so after spending some time in New York, um, they opened up the LA campus and they offered it to us. And I said, yes, please. And I went over to LA. Um, and after LA, it got, you know, it was very, very expensive in that town. Yeah. So I went back to the Quad Cities to go to um, St. Ambrose, mm -hmm. where I received my degree in um, speech and theater secondary education. Um, and when I finished that, I realized I still wasn't ready to be in the Quad Cities. So I moved to Denver, Colorado with another junior theater alumni, actually, who yeah. we were still friends. Um, and so we moved out there and I was there for five years. I got my master's degree while I was out there. The whole time I'm working in education, you know, in mm -hmm. a lot of different varieties. Um, and until after I got my master's degree in psychology, then I took some, some time into the social work world and worked mm -hmm. with uh, mental health and things like that before finally coming back to the Quad Cities in 2015 um, and really putting down some roots and realizing I was here to stay. Um, and now I found myself at Davenport West working with um, at-risk youth that are kind of at risk for getting kicked out. They're <laughs> their last leg with me. Like if, if you can't make it with me, it's, it's a bigger conversation of where you're going to be because right. it won't be West school. So um, that's, that's kind of the, the program itself. It's called redirection. Mm -hmm. And so that's the whole idea that we're trying to redirect them back yeah. um, on the path. That's awesome. So you spoke about how you studied at both the New York and LA campuses. So what were the differences between them and the advantages of getting to study in two very different locations? Yeah, the biggest advantage is you get to experience both, city, uh, both cities. Um, when I was in New York City, you know, they didn't, they don't really have dormitories. Mm -hmm. Like you're living in the city and um, like where I lived was half of it was a hostel. Oh, wow. where people be staying, you know, and the other half was all of us AMDA kids. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're really immersed in New York City. You got to get yourself to, you know, your classes on time and, and all that. So you're really experiencing what New York City is while getting um, your, your, your um, acting 
skills refined and all that. Um, so when I moved to LA, LA campus, like I mentioned, we were the first class to ever come to LA. Like it was brand new. Um, so where I ended up living was one of the largest department complexes in LA. Mm -hmm. So I was again, right in the heart of the city. And, um, you know, you had to learn things like in LA, not having a car is a problem. (laughs) It's a problem. (laughs) Yeah. It's very hard. Um, which coming from New York city, you're like, Oh, well, okay. This is a thing. Um, so really the biggest advantage is you get to experience both cities. Cause I'll tell you for me personally, you couldn't pay me to live in New York city again, but I'd move back to LA in a heartbeat. You know, I, I know that on top of that, you're also getting, um, you're getting both industries, both film, but industries, I mean, film and, and theater. Um, but in L- in LA, you're getting heavier film. Right. And that like, for me was huge because I was immersed in theater as a kid and now here I'm exposed to film and I found a love of film. I always loved movies and things like that, but actually like getting to like see how they were made and be a part of it in that regard. Like I never would have had that if I went to LA, we did have a film class in New York city, but it was one class, Mm -hmm. you know, and it wasn't as immersive as the LA campus was. So um, I have been back to both campuses since graduating from AMDA. And let me tell you, they've grown yeah. quite a lot, um, especially the LA campus. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, so you get even more opportunities now. And I just think the, the, the opportunity to go between the two coasts really shows you what you want to do in the industry. Cause there's so many options and there's so many paths you could take. So it's, um, the best advantage is really knowing the city you want to work in and, you know, getting to start that networking. Yeah, absolutely. So you were gone from junior theater for a while. So what was it like coming back after being gone? Cause I'm sure it had grown a lot in those years. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it was, it was every time I go back, it's like coming home. I, it really is. Um, even though the seats are now red and not orange, <laughs> it still is the same to me, you know, uh, make all the changes you want. To me, it's still coming home. And every time I come back, because technically I came back twice. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first time I came back in like 2005 was again, that transition time between uh, Bonnie and eventually Daniel. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was, uh, you know, still, it was, it's, it's interesting to be there during that time. Cause I was there. I was like, okay, we, we got to keep this going. How do we keep this going? This program cannot be lost. Right. Um, and come back when Daniel's in full swing. And it's like, wow, here it is. Like, this is what I was talking about. This it's here to stay. It's, and that's just a very comforting feeling. Yeah, absolutely. It's bigger than ever now. And especially with COVID having to move classes to online. Now people from like all over the country are able to do it too, which is really cool. Yeah. Some of my alumni friends, their kids are doing it. Yeah. Uh, so like they're doing it together and that's just, that's just awesome. And the fact that when my kids get older, like they could do it and you know, maybe they'll like it, maybe they won't, but they're going to try. <laughs> Absolutely. So while you were back for the first time at Ambrose, you had a comedy or an improv comedy troupe 
So can you tell me about that experience? Yeah, that was, that was good. Um, when I was at Ambrose, I just happened to kind of see that there, there was like the, the whole of, there was no improv. I, I actually also was working at comedy sports at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I went through their training program. Uh, and through that, you know, I really fell in love with improv and um, I was always doing improv, but I really kind of got a love for it there. And I was like, you know, I, I can do this. I could organize a group. Like we could totally um, make this a thing. So another friend of mine and I like went through the whole process to get it made into a formal club. Um, we held auditions and we had, we had a nice little group actually on my uh, Facebook, just was it yesterday before 12 years ago, we did this really cool matchup between the St. Ambrose Improv Troupe and the Augustana Improv oh, yeah. Troupe. Yeah. So I believe the the picture was from when we did it at Ambrose. Um, yeah, we, we kind of did a competition style versus Ambrose versus Augie. So that was really fun. And a lot of the kids who were in the Improv Troupe with us weren't necessarily theater kids too. So it was really cool opportunity for people to experience something if they didn't want to do a formal play Mm -hmm. so it was uh it was fun so when you moved to Denver you still kept theater in your life uh doing murder mysteries I'll put in quotation so can you talk about that yeah um I couldn't stay away from theater I just couldn't do it um so when I was in Denver and I got settled and I got my job and I got my rhythm I went looking for some theater to do and I came across um, a group called Adam's Mystery Playhouse and uh, happened to, through the people I was meeting, networking, uh, met the daughter of the family that ran it. And she started telling me about how she was helping her mom write a children's miss murder mystery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, what's a children's murder mystery? And she goes, well, it's like those um, interactive theater but for kids so there's not really murder it's more like you know oh who stole the queen's scepter where did the jewels go oh the pirates are at it again um kind of thing and I was like oh my gosh I love that kind of I've um I did like one or two shows with the group here in the Quad Cities called It's a Mystery Mm -hmm. um and I you know I didn't do a lot with them but I did enough to know that I was like, yeah, I, I, fine. Do you need help? Like, I'd love to help you write this. And then she's like, oh, would you be able to be in it? And I was like, even better. Yeah. <laughs> and it just so happened at that time, I had just made this transition into um, more social work kind of work. And I was working shift and all these performances were during the day. So mm-hmm. the Denver public schools would bust the kids mm-hmm. to the theater and we would do it for school groups during the day. So it, it worked out perfectly. You know, I just happened to have this conversation with this, this person who connected me to it. And I did audition. Like I went to mm-hmm. met her mom and did a formal audition. Um, and they actually were starting an improv group. So I also jumped in on starting their improv group with them. So it ended up being a really awesome connection I made. Come on. Yeah. That's how uh, theater is. It's just all about connections and who, you know, yeah, it really is. And if I would have stayed in Denver, you know, I'd still be doing it with them and mm-hmm. seeing what else I do 
but um, I was, that's what I did for the most part when I was out there. Yeah. It was a lot of fun because kids are so unpredictable when you're doing yeah. interactive. Therapy. Yeah. Um, I can't even imagine some of the things that they would come up with. <laughs> you have to try not to laugh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so when you returned to the Quad Cities for the second time, you got to direct a production of Ramona Quimby at Junior Theater, and it was a production you were actually in in 2000. So what was it like directing a show that you were once a part of? Was full of nostalgia, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, uh, it was the same script. So there were moments when I would be directing a scene and just have like a flashback of, cause I played the grandma. So back then we put so much gray in my hair <laughs> to make me look older. Cause I was, I mean, I was a junior, mm -hmm. sophomore, junior in high school. Um, so they were trying to make me look a lot older and there's powder everywhere. I would just have these visions of powder, okay. um, but it was really awesome too, because I got to kind of put, a, a new spin on it mm -hmm. um, and just being able to experience it again from the other side because I kind of I, I've drifted away from acting a lot so to be behind the production for once um but still getting to watch kids experience the, that that uh, process was was very rewarding it was super cool to see it all come together under uh, my eye instead of uh, the director at the time's why I yeah that's really fun and also other than junior theater in the area you spend some time with play crafters so can you talk a little bit about what you've done with them and what you currently do for them yeah I so I um when I was back the first time I did some stage managing for them so when I came back the second time my friends that still were working with them were like, Hey, you know, I need a producer for the show. You want to go ahead and do it? And I was like, sure. So I started producing, um, arsenic and old lace. Mm -hmm. I believe the production went up in January, 2016. So I jumped pretty much right back in. And after producing for them, um, I just started saying, Hey, what, do you, what else do you need? So I've, um, I've produced, I've stage managed, I have run the booth. I have done costumes. Um, I have run the backstage crew. I have directed, um, I think it's like seven shows at this point. Yeah, for them. Um, and then I have acted twice on the stage uh, there um, because I do think that even if you're a director, getting on the stage every once in a while is a very, very good idea. Even yeah, if it's just, absolutely. yeah, because it gives you, you know, that you reminds you of that other perspective and that um, when you're directing actors, like remembering how it feels mm -hmm. can really help you become a better director. So, um, so I took two opportunities to um, get back on the stage and act as well. Awesome. Oh, and I was also on the board for three years. My, um, term for the board ended in um january so it ended during covid which kind of stunk right uh but I, I uh i am fulfilling my commitment so currently i'm producing um a show that's going up in july called the piano lesson by august wilson mm -hmm. it was actually the first show that was shut down by covid for us oh. so um yeah i i said you know what i'm committing i committed to producing it i'm going to see it through 
Um, so I'm very excited because it's it's a good show and the it, really good cast and they had already started rehearsing and there was some there's really amazing theater happening. Awesome. So I'm very excited that we finally get to put it up in July. Yeah, that's exciting that you guys get a second chance at it. Yeah. So you spent a lot of time at junior theater between being a student, a junior staffer, staffer, director. So do you have a favorite memory of your time at junior theater? You know, this question is huge because there's so many. I've I, uh, been thinking, I've been going through my scrapbooks, going through my pictures. I was like, what would I call my favorite memory? Um, and honestly, I think I'm going to go ahead and say the Adler Theater shows we got to do. Um, so for me, that was Peter Pan, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Anna Griffiths, and Tom Sawyer. Mm-hmm. Those were so much fun. I mean, you got to go on the stage where the professional actors came and performed and you were backstage at the Adler and the theater was so big (laughs) and it just really forced you to challenge yourself acting wise, but also like we just had so much fun. It was, every show was fun, but changing that venue like that just made it even more fun. Absolutely. I've heard great things about the Adler shows from a lot of different people I've interviewed. Yeah, they, they are something to write home about. And yeah. And, and you know what? And to go with them, I would also say the cast parties were super fun. <laughs> so we like to ask our alumni this question, but do you have any hobbies, talents, interests, or anything that's less known about you that people wouldn't know right off the bat? I don't know if they're less known, but, you know, in this world of, um, book it's so easy but if there is one thing um actually my junior theater friends will know me for this but not a lot of pe- other people may not so there you go um i'm a huge scrapbooker Ooh. when i have time um which after having kids has gone down but i am managing to put one together for my son's first year hmm. um but yeah I, I love scrapbooking i have actually a junior theater scrapbook of every main stage show i've ever been in or directed that's so cool um, yeah it's I just love taking pictures and holding on to those memories and making them all pretty. Yeah, my mom loved scrapbooking when I was a kid. I remember always just going through them. So your kids are going to love having that. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping so because I'm putting some work into it. So I hope they appreciate it. You'll have to visit our museum when it opens. We got pictures of everything. I can't wait. Daniel showed us some stuff Mm -hmm. and I can't wait to see everything. I'm going to be there. It's going to be awesome. I'm really excited. And because a lot of the pictures you see on the junior theater website, I took. Really? <laughs> like, That's awesome. Yeah. The main stage shows from like 98 to 2002, a lot of them I took. We so. have um, show posters now in our main stage cottage, um, cottage seven. We have like show posters from every season. So I bet all your pictures are up there. That's awesome. <laughs> yep. I'm excited. So if you could have lunch with anyone throughout history, who would it be and why? This is a hard question too, because there's so many, so many options. You know, um, I actually, I know Hamilton's huge and all of that, but I started reading um, my my dear Elizabeth, I think it's called, about Eliza. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would love to sit down and have a meal with her. I got a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> The, I mean, the book is based on, you know, we all know that Hamilton took some liberties mm-hmm. or 
Lin-Manuel Miranda took some liberties with the story. Um, so it's been really awesome getting to read this. It's about a 500 page book and I've kind of reading it when I can um, and such and uh, learning more about her and who she was and how she lived. Like I would love to sit down and have lunch with her and just um, learn more about her. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be awesome. How did your time with junior theater as a student and a staffer impact how you are with your students today? Well, I think it definitely um, helps me with my patience because I, you know, I have, you have to have a lot of patience to deal with students who have a lot to deal with outside of school. Um, and being 15 and teaching a three-year-old about theater, you're forced to be patient. So um, that's yeah, I've been told before that I'm maybe sometimes too patient. Well, you know, I don't think that's a bad thing. You know, being able to stick with somebody while they figure things out. I don't think that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. So that's one of the biggest things I definitely learned. And um, patience, because being on stage, like, you're really excited. Like, oh, I want to do that. I want to do that. Improv is one place, another place you have to have it, you know. Um, so I think that's one of the biggest things it gave me. Yeah, definitely. So why would you say that programs like junior theater are important to support? They're important to support because they give kids things that they may not be able to get anywhere else in a very healthy way. I was just having this conversation with another alumni about how like a lot of kids theater can get so competitive, mm -hmm. but junior theater is not competitive. You're not there to win. You're there to, to, to socialize. You're there to learn. You're there to grow you know, everyone gets a fair sh shake at, at being who they want to be. And as a teenager, that's a gift. Right. You know, there's not many places, especially with the teenagers I work with, like I, I do my best to try to find something that they could go do, mm -hmm. you know, and give them what junior theater gave me. Cause they're not all theater kids. I, you know, I've worked with some theater kids, but not, not all of them. So I think that's one of the biggest things junior theater can give. And it's been giving it for what, almost 70 years now? We're getting up there. Like, I, I know personally, I wouldn't be who I was without it. And I know I am not the only one. <laughs> that's what everyone has told me. So you cannot put a price tag on that. Right. You have to support it. That's why I do everything I can to support it in any way, shape or form, because I want to... I was a very shy kid. My family was like, you want to do theater? Um, don't waste my money. <laughs> and, but then I, I just bloomed under it. And it was the best thing my mom could have ever spent money on. And that that's to me is the number one reason why, because it gives kids a place where they can not worry about being the best, just worry about being themselves. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So my final question for you is what advice would you give a current or future junior theater kid? Try everything. Try everything. Junior theater allowed me to try everything behind the scenes and in front of the scenes. And because of that, I've gotten opportunities I wouldn't have gotten. You know, when I was at AMDA, I worked the late night staff because I already knew how to hang lights. Mm -hmm. I already knew, you know, how to paint a set like I already knew that stuff so I'm not on top of acting I also got to work with you know other professionals in the the professional theater world in New York um 
and it just being able to try that. And as I like to say, I can fix most things in my house because I was a theater kid. Mm -hmm. So try everything. Even if you think you would never be a costumer, it's amazing what you can do when you know how to sew on a button. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You can save yourself a ton of money by being able to sew your button back on your shirt. Like it is worth it. It is all worth it. Try everything at least once. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on this podcast with me. I'm, I'm excited. I was, I was very happy to get the emails. Yeah. Like I said, I've been listening and hearing uh, my past. I've heard some past students. I've heard some, you know, past teachers, I've heard all these people that I'm like, Oh, this is like beautiful. So yeah. I'm really honored to be a part of it. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I yeah. really enjoyed talking to everyone. It's been amazing. This has been the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Thanks for listening.